Broadcasting live from our satellite studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's time for the special on-the-road edition of Learning Insights, featuring learning professionals who are improving performance and driving business results. And we are back with another exciting and informative edition of Learning Insights. Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here with you, broadcasting live, as we often do, from a very nice Regis facility in Boston, Massachusetts, and tucked in the corner, but nonetheless contributing in his own way. Off mic is Dan Collier. We thank him so much for inviting us back up here. This is going to, we had a good first segment, I thought. It's going to be a hard act to follow. I feel sorry for this guy. Uh, But that was a great segment. Now, this is going to be a lot of fun. We have with us Manager Management Excellence with Nuance Communications. Please join me in welcoming to the show Mr. Bill Schoenberg. How are you, man? Doing great, Stone. Good to be here. Now, uh, you're with Nuance Communications. Can you share a little bit about what you guys are up to? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, most people know us from either Surrey or Dragon. If you have Siri on your, on your, on your iPhone, um, you know, that is the technology that we focus on, mm-hmm. but that's just one aspect of it. So, you know, our, our mission is really to change the way people interact with their technology. And we do it. A lot of it is through voice recognition, natural language understanding. So if you uh, happen to call your bank and you talk to a nice voice that happens to be automated, but you do it in a conversational way and it allows you to get to where you want to go quickly mm-hmm. without having to deal with a bunch of prompts, that's all us. So, you know, we do a lot of customer service business. We also have a huge healthcare focus. So, um, you know, half of our business is in the healthcare industry. And uh, I think we're like that. F- just that business alone is like the fifth largest IT software company in the country. So it's, wow. um, yeah. And so, so if you think the, about you're it, you're behind the scenes. Yeah. If you think mm-hmm. about it, you know, the medical industry, there's a ton of information and mm-hmm. it's all about capturing that information in a way that is high quality it's uh, it's done rapidly and it's able to be accessed so that you can use it later to guide and, and inform future uh, interactions. And so that's that's what we do. So in the healthcare, you um, allow the medical professionals to capture data and like verbally or audio wise, and then they can uh, access it digitally. Absolutely. So that's part of it. So, you know, when you go in and you're having your conversation with your doctor, you'll often see that um, when you leave, they might might talk into right. a, a microphone and record the session. So they will then send that to a transcriptionist, right? So uh-huh. we have transcriptionists that will decode that uh, or they'll transcribe that. That then needs to be coded so that they can get paid correctly. And so we have a whole suite of uh, solutions, everything from just that transcription piece and the coding piece to actually in the doctor-patient uh, environment where they're having that conversation, it's getting captured and it's actually, there's the opportunity to access information and get you know real-time recommendations on either you know care going forward based on you know, what their previous uh, experience has been. 
So now your um, your learning initiatives is it to train the doctor on how to use the software because I, w- I would imagine that takes some work as well or is your role in in training the people at Nuance? Yeah, so my role is internal and we do have a a large organization within Nuance that focuses on partner and customer training right. for that specific reason because absolutely you know being able to utilize the technology is because especially doctors aren't they kind of technophobes a lot of times well yeah <laughs> that's not much. fair you're overgeneralizing, and yes you're right <laughs> you know they are but if you think about the pressures that they have today right. they have to see so many patients in mm-hmm. addition to that getting reimbursed accurately is such a focus right, that's for critically them. important it's huge, right it's huge. so they can't mess that up right and that we're now going to compensation based on quality of care and so it's not just enough to code the data correctly what will be evolving and now we're starting to get outside my wheelhouse in terms of but you're sounding really smart yeah Yeah. you sound really really good anyway (laughs) so basically the better you know their care and the the recommendations that they're providing when this person comes back depending on if they're coming back for a a um an issue that is unresolved from a previous session, uh, that gets captured and they, they can potentially get docked from a compensation point. Right. So, you know, th- this stuff is all, Ouch. yeah, yeah. It's, in- it's an interesting time to be in that field, no doubt. So it's slow enough getting their money anyway, and then they mm-hmm. had the potential of getting docked. Okay, I've got a typo in my notes. It says live online. Yeah, that's like jumbo yeah. shrimp, right? I mean, <laughs> that's not a ty- typo though. That's really, you are doing that. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we, we think oftentimes that the only way that we can train or learn or develop, uh, people's skills is in a classroom one-on-one and that's, mm-hmm. that's live. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we've, we've lost this concept that when we host a session, either we call it a webinar, whatever we call it, but whenever we engage people in real time, that's live. Mm-hmm. Right. That's live. And so if you change and one of the reasons why we call it live online learning is when you change the perception of what you're doing. Well, when the audience comes, they have a different expectation of what they're going to get. And that's really where you have the opportunity to take this live online session, this webinar, whatever it is, to another level and engage them in a way that they're probably not used to. And so that's where you really start to see the benefits of being able to use this approach with large global organizations where you have people all over the place. So now, are you doing this now or this is something you'd like to do in the future? Oh, no, no. We are absolutely doing it. So I've been with Nuance about two years. Actually, I think my, my anniversary is next week. Um, and Dan got you a cake. I know. I can't well, bring it in because I'm hungry. I haven't had breakfast yet. So um, when I joined the, the organization, uh, you know, they, they said, look, we are an organization that our, our delivery for internal learning is virtual. And so everything we do is virtual. So you have to look through that lens when you do anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for me, it was, it was really a natural for me because I had quite a bit of experience delivering, engaging mm-hmm. live online learning. And so the first thing we did is create a, you know, d- decide first of all, how are we going to approach our different audiences? And, uh, my audiences, the, broad-based people manager level, so first-line, mid-level. Uh, it's about 1,400 people globally. 
And so with one resource, how are we going to support them in their developmental needs? And historically, the, the organization had, uh, you know, off the shelf, you know, the, the e-learning content, which people would do kind of on their own. Just at their own pace. That's right. And then we had these monthly webinars where we'd bring someone in and, uh, you know. So like an expert would talk and then they would, everybody would nod and do their work while listening. That's well. So (laughs) that's right. So Lee, we're making some assumptions here, right? We're we're assuming that they were nodding, right? We don't really know. Um, And when we talk about best practices, I mean, that's, that's one of the big big challenges sure. when it comes to live online learning is is gauging how how engaged Gage is your sure. audience right and so um so you crack the code well i you know i'd, I'd say um we're, we're we're getting close we've had really really <laughs> so you've feedback. seen it you've iterated this you've done different versions of this that's right we do so so different approaches for different audience so right. um so what's a do and a don't uh what's a do and a don't well let's see a do is do it. Do just live try it without a like, doubt. Just you know? jump in. That's right. Don't be afraid. That's right. The the benefits. So so first of all, with the advances that we've had in technology, um, we are now a on the go, right, all the time, and we have the device in our hand, or it's you know it's 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 with us at all times. So the ability, the, the median is there. You know, you have the conduit. So to not utilize that conduit, you're missing opportunity. Right. Uh, in addition, it really allows you to scale in a way that you just cannot do in a, you know, in-person classroom-based training. But just because you, that everybody has a device and you can do it, is it effective to do it that way. Well, it's not necessarily so. Uh, <laughs> that would be a don't. Yeah, so, so the don't. So the don't is uh, don't think of live online training like you think of classroom Right, you training. have to kind of uh, develop it to this specific device, right? Like you can't just do it in the same way you would do it in a classroom and go, oh yeah, just do that and now just stream it to everybody's phone and then you got the thing and now you're done. Right, right. Uh, you know, the first thing is, is you, you really need to look at the platforms you have available to deliver the content, the message and engage people. Right. So, um, you know, there's, there's a number of training platforms out there. We use WebEx. Um, WebEx has a, a number of different And then you customize it to your. Well, so what we do is we maximize the functionality that they provide. Mm-hmm. And so again, each one of these, uh, Online learning platforms has different functionalities. Right, they all have pros and cons. That's right. right. And what we see is oftentimes people people use it just as a connect. You know, it, it's a way to connect people. We get them registered. We have them. They can hear the audio. Right. And they can see my screen. And that is the extent of how people are leveraging it. Unfortunately, when they do that, they're missing out on the opportunity to to utilize the functionality that many of these have to create an environment. Mm-hmm. And so when you think of live online learning and what it takes to really be effective at it, it's it to a certain extent it's no different than a train uh, classroom based training. You need to create an environment where people are willing to potentially expose themselves to think differently to 
to to put off and cut off all distractions and be engaged. And so to do that, that requires quite a bit of skill. And magic. <laughs> it, it looks like it. You know, on the other end, it looks like it. Um, but it's really not magic. What it is is it's applying time-tested learning and development principles. You know, that's the, that's really the science behind it. Mm -hmm. But then there is, there's an art behind it. And that is the, that, that's where practice and, um, really focusing on making it engaging and, 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 and getting feedback. That's where that comes in. Well, you know what I'm doing as I am want to do, I'm applying this, uh, you know, completely to me. Because after all, a lot of this is about me, exactly. right? But no, when we're doing radio, you and I have experienced there is a very big difference, so much so that it's almost all that we do in doing a live broadcast as opposed to sitting down and saying, okay, we're going to record right. a, a, a session. So I, su I suspect that adds a, a, a fantastic dynamic. But another thing we do have available to us and our more skilled engineers and producers will have a live broadcast, but they might break to a two-minute recorded clip, and I'm wondering, can you, you could do that in, in your world, right? Like break to a little video or something? And Abs absolutely. Yeah, so, Stone, you, you've brought up a couple of really, really insightful points. So, the first is, um, you know, the, the analogy to a, a live radio show, uh, that's really the, 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 my mindset when I go into doing these is I view the audience as a, a live listening audience. Right. And so it's a different energy, right? It's, it's a, a yeah. well, it, it, it can, should be. Can be. Can be. Yeah. And so you mentioned the recording it part. And so what I see is oftentimes when people deliver either, you know, webinars, if you want to call that, or even what they view as engaging live online learning, they're still approaching it from a I'm going to record this session mentality so it's all scripted out and and I'm not saying you shouldn't have a script you do need to have a script uh, but you it shouldn't necessarily be read you know it, and you need to right. be able to have the flexibility to to adjust in terms of being able to make it dynamic and bring in some of these uh, pieces of maybe pre-recorded content a video uh that is when you when you're able to do that. That's really where you, you you take it to the next level. Now, with that, it requires a whole nother set of skills in terms of the technical ability to manage this. So, yeah, you don't see me and Lee even trying it with just audio, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have a couple of people in step. Ryan can do it. Right. right. Red Hawk can do it. Yeah. So you know, a, a key a key piece to being effective at this is really understanding your technology, what are the capabilities of it, what are the limitations of it, and then understanding the various different ways that your audience is going to potentially be consuming it. So a great example is the video. So when we use, when we use WebEx, uh, there's two ways to call in. You can call in over VoIP right, right on your computer, or you can call in in a landline. Right. Now, if I broadcast a video through WebEx, the people on VoIP can hear it just fine. Right. But if you are on the phone line and those people don't have mm -hmm. their computer speakers turned up, they're not going to be able to hear it. So they're just seeing the images? That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so when you have a large audience right. and you start dealing with some of these technical challenges, uh, it really requires that every piece that you embed into your 
your session that you've thought of the various ways that people could consume it or what could go wrong. Right. Now, oftentimes you you discover these things on the fly. Right. Right. Because <laughs> right. every platform is different and each has their own pecu- peculiarities. And that's why, uh, you know, another best practice is to have a producer. You know, obviously you have one and that is, you know, you, you do that so you can focus, you know, Lee and Stone, you're able to handle the technical pieces, which, which can get distracting mm-hmm. when as a, as a deliver, if you're a facilitator, if you're trying to do those both at the same time, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. So now, um, how do you create the engagement with the audience? Like, do you call on them? Do you kind of make them participate? So the, the quick answer is yes. The long answer is no, because if you say, yes, that's what we're doing, people will misunderstand what that really means. You can't call on people until you've built trust with them. Mm-hmm. You can, but your outcomes are going to be pretty, pretty unsuccessful. Right. Okay. Um, in addition to that, what you're doing is you're, you, you have the potential of creating barriers that are going to make the session even that much Right. More difficult. So, um, I really start by first and foremost trying to understand and get as much information as I can about who my audience is. And, you know, depending on the session that I'm delivering, it could be a session for 500 people, um, in different time zones and different functions of the business, uh, or it could be one, you know, th- th- group of 30 who are going through a, uh, a four month program together where they've already built camaraderie from previous sessions right. and I'm able to build, you know, work them with each other. But assuming it's an audience that I haven't, this is, you know, this is their first time they're coming. They don't know who else is in the, in the audience. First thing I'm going to do is help them understand that because as a participant, we're much more likely to contribute when we know who else is in the audience, right? Do they understand my perspective so that when I do contribute, do they, can they make sense of it? And also, isn't it, you need them to be vulnerable. Like if they don't understand, that's just as important, right? That's right. That's right. And then they have to feel safe that they can ask a question without being judged or like, oh, I thought she knew everything. And now this person doesn't know. How do they not know that? That's right. That's right. And so depending on the session that you're delivering, um, you can, you can manage different aspects of that. So for example, if it's a sensitive topic or I know that I'm going to have managers and potentially their direct reports on the session, uh, for the chat box, which we'll use oftentimes for, for certain feedback that we're looking for. So is that like kind of a back channel where they can communicate? In a public way or ask a question or it's like a polling so you can see if people are getting it. So that's, so the chat box is one, one way to get information from your audience. So you as the facilitator are getting feedback from the audience. That's right. In real time. Or maybe I'm getting it right and then I'm handing it to him. That's right. So there, and, and there's variations on, on what you can do with that. So on a sensitive topic, I might say, um, hey, look, you know, we're, we're going to be using the chat box to, to get information from you. I'm going to ask you some, some questions and, you know, it'd be great if you can really think about these and want you to know that, you know, 
the, your responses are only coming to me. So none of the audience that's online today are going to see what you write. Right. And so that's going to allow them to potentially be more open, more open. Right. The converse side of that is if there's a, uh, a group that I really want to engage in the dialogue, I'll say, you know, hey, you know, the great thing about today is we're going to have the chat uh, open so that everybody can see what we're writing. And so I encourage you to, you know, follow the conversations that are taking place, ask questions, communicate with one another. You know, the great thing is, is you have colleagues that you work with online that, hey, you probably haven't seen in a while. It's a great way for you to engage them. Perhaps your, your manager is on and there's a topic that we're, you know, a piece that we're talking about and you might think it might be good for them to, to talk about. So you can engage them that way. So chat is one way. Um, with WebEx, when we use the, what's called WebEx training room, which is kind of the, you know, WebEx on steroids, uh, it's got a couple of other features that allow us to engage. And each one allows you to, to do things a little differently. So for example, um, we have what's called feedback tools and part of the feedback tools, you've, you've got a raise your hand icon. So it's a, it's a row of icons. Try and picture this. Uh, there's a hand icon. Next to it is a green check. Next to that is a red X. And then there's some emoticons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's harsh. A red X? Well, so so it's it could no, be. It, it could that be. Means they've been a guest on Business Radio. Oh, okay. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so it could be if it's used incorrectly. But as a facilitator, you have the option of defining what the green check and the red X are going to mean. Right. Oftentimes, you know, you'll see someone in a, in a session say, all right, uh, yes or no question, type in the chat box. Um, you know, do you agree with this? Which, by the way, is not necessarily a great question to ask. That's another, <laughs> that's, that's a side topic there. Um, but so you'll see yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And it's really hard to visually quickly make sense of that data. With the green check red X, what you can do is you can ask a similar question and you can quickly visualize does the majority of people agree with this? Do the majority of people not agree with this? Right. Um, as a participant, am I in the minority in this? Right. So it's a way for you to establish context between you and the audience, but also with the audience and themselves. And right. what that does is um, it allows you, first of all, to then tailor the direction of the session that you're going potentially, right? Because you now have greater insight into where they might stand on this particular uh, question issue and then you can support them in in their 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 position on it so for example you might say you know you know we all agree that we're, we have we have no time to do training right we all agree right. with that so let's now look at some ways that perhaps we can look at it a little differently right so we're supporting that we understand their context. And that's one of the, you know, when it comes to live online training, you get people engaged when they feel like you're talking to them, that you're engaged, that you understand who they are in their particular right. environment. And they don't see themselves as one of 500. They see themselves being talked to, like to answer their own question. That's right. That's right. So do you find yourself more recently being asked to to share your insight with colleagues in other industries or maybe at these association meetings? Are you starting to get groups of people together and, and share your experience with live online? Because I bet that a lot of people in your in your arena are getting kind of enamored with this idea. Well, I would 
love to say Stone that that I am, um, and this is this is an example of that. But quite frankly, you know, with the work that I'm doing, it's it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty all <laughs> yeah. consuming. So. For full details, please see yeah. his published work. So that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think you know people underestimate the amount of time and effort that goes into, into preparing yeah, one of these right yeah, they, you just can't stand up there and wing it yep. right this takes a lot of coordination of, of technology especially well that's you can right. but you won't be invited to talk about it on the radio <laughs> that's right well you so so you can wing it if you have the skills to wing it and and actually being able to wing it is um is a level that you know the people that excel at doing this, they get to, they can pivot, they, they are flexible. And mm-hmm. that's really what winging it is. Uh, a, a great quote from Einstein that I really love that, that kind of relates to this is, you know, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. And winging it is about understanding all of the different aspects of what you're trying to accomplish, who your audience is, the technology that you have available, and being able to, on the fly, adjust where needed so that for the, for the participant, it becomes a seamless, it, it, it's just a, a seamless experience. And when it's done and done well, um, you get people engaged and they learn. Now, what's a mistake somebody makes like the first time they're trying to do this like maybe they were doing stand-up or classroom stuff and then now you go okay now you're my live online person what there what? it is right there <laughs> that's not they don't necessarily don't that's it's different skill sets well not different but you, it, they don't always make the transition right yeah i would say that they underestimate uh their ability to use their training room skills in a live online session and so what i see is I'll see trainers that in a, in a room are really engaging and, and are very comfortable reaching out to people and facilitating. Well, a because I see their body language, yep. they're nodding, you know, they're getting a lot of cues that That's they're not right. getting in a live online environment, right? That's right. And what they, but what I think happens when they get in a live online environment is in a training room environment, because the skill to do that becomes fairly automatic it becomes unconscious you forget really what's involved in that so for me to engage someone in a room i need to look at them i need to gauge how interactive have they been so far Mm -hmm. um is this a topic that perhaps is relevant for them um what is you know what what is kind of their 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 status um in a live online environment you can get that information. It just requires a different approach. So, for example, um, you know, the first thing that I'll generally do in a session is, is I've got to engage them. I have to have them physically do, do something, something right? with their, with whatever device, whether it's a mouse, whether it's right. uh, their keyboard. And what I'll do is I will make it conversational. Right. And this is, this is, you know, what is the, the, the big thing that I think people miss is that this is a conversation just like it is in a training, a good training environment, right? right? No one likes to sit through death by PowerPoint. That's not training. That's a presentation. Uh, good training or, or learning occurs when there's a conversation. There's a dialogue, uh, from the facilitator as well as amongst the, the participants. Right. And so very early on, what I'll do is I'll engage them in a way that 
that shows them this is going to be different, right? And so I'll say, um, you know, who's excited about spending the next 30 minutes? Give me a green check. Yes. Red X. No. Right. And so Are you sure you want to see that. Absolutely. I want to say <laughs> absolutely. And, and so here's the thing, you know, people are scared to, to get the, the situation, right? So I'll see trainers will come in and, oh, well, I don't really want to know if, uh, if they're paying attention or not. <laughs> absolutely. You do, because that's the only way you can course correct right. and take it from there. So what I'll get is say, I'll get, you know, all X's. And then, Has that ever happened? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> depending on what it is, yeah. I mean, I'm, we might be talking about, uh, and I'm going to be somewhat hypothetical here, but for example, we might be talking about a topic that is very sensitive and challenging for, for managers and leaders. Maybe it's, it's how to, um, talk about, uh, putting someone on a performance improvement plan, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that is a, that's a tough thing. Or some compliance issue that you don't sure. care about, but you got to check the box That's and you got to right. be able to like, you know, yeah, yeah, I can see. And so, yeah, it's a red X for me. I'm here. I was told to be here. I get it. Right. So that's <laughs> your opportunity when you get that feedback to say, you know what? I hear you. I hear you. Here's my commitment to you. My commitment to you is you're, if, if, if you're willing and you, you engage with me, you're going to walk away in 30 minutes with something that, that you don't, you don't have right now. Or maybe you have it, but you forgot it. But I can tell you that if you start doing it, it's going to have a positive impact, right? So, so I'm getting buy-in pretty quickly. So I get them moving. I get them connected with the interface, right. you know, understanding how to, how to, how interact, to interact with right? Them, right? Because if you wait, and, and I'll see this oftentimes, people will, will wait 15 minutes before the first interactive. And then it's like, okay, well, I asked a question. I didn't get any responses and they, did I do it right or they don't even know. So then they'd stop participating. Right. And so they'll think it's a bad question. Right. And then they follow that up with, oh, okay, so maybe I didn't ask the question clearly enough. I'll ask another question. And so, you know, right. that piece is missing. Uh, so before we wrap, uh, two remaining questions. First is, and he's not on the mic, so he can't defend himself. How do you know Dan Collier? I met Dan through ASTD. He, uh, you know, as you know, Ha, is a a huge presence there and um from going through going to some of the meetings had the opportunity to yeah i understand them, he yeah. had the name changed even they call it like atd now right it's they called influence it. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're still very involved with that uh organization and you, i mean you guys hang out and you try to help each other out right so atd absolutely yeah. now my involvement and this is uh this is kudos to dan because my involvement has been um pretty minimal actually recently just from bandwidth but well, you're uh, a busy guy yeah and dan has been great about you know staying in touch and and you know getting me excited mm-hmm. about doing something like this so second question uh to young folks uh of whom we have none in the room at the moment <laughs> <laughs> uh but but your counsel would you encourage them encourage them to get in the professional development training development arena and uh, if so, would you encourage them to really pursue this live online track? There, there's a lot to be done there, right? Well, so to your first question, would I encourage people to get involved in our space? Absolutely. You know, we, if you, if you look at the evolution over the past 10 years, much less 
50, this concept of the knowledge economy, the knowledge workplace is one that we are fully entrenched with. Combine that with the pace of change and evolution of technology. And I don't know the statistic off the top of my head, but um, it's something along the lines of a, of a skill set is only good for two years these days, whatever it is. The fact of the matter is, is that being able to impact people's ability to learn and perform is a skill and is going to be a need in organizations for at least the foreseeable future and one that will be even more valued. And I think that, so I would highly recommend that. The second piece about getting into live online learning, what I would say is in 10 years, we're going to be doing something completely different, right? It could be virtual, who know, you know, the uh, virtual reality, right. whatever it is. Uh, but the skills that you develop as a live online learner will are, will be a foundation for whatever the next thing is. So, um, yeah, learning is not going away. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> maximizing and taking advantage of the technology that you have. And right mm -hmm. now with limited budgets and resources, the challenge of time and the great technology that's available, live online learning is perhaps the most effective way to engage a large global audience and really make an impact. I believe him. I believe that he believes it, and, and, and mm -hmm. I believe it. I, he may have been asked that question before. <laughs> uh, well, well, your uh, your energy, your enthusiasm—it's uh, it, it's contagious. It's it's inspiring, and I hope we get a chance to have another conversation like this again sometime soon. Sounds great. Would love to. Uh, so, if someone does want to reach out, collaborate with you, maybe get some insight, just want to connect—is um, there should they get on LinkedIn or, or come to ATD? They just What's go the best to way Siri. for? Just, just go, go to Siri. Siri. Just say, I hook me up with nuance. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, LinkedIn, absolutely connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, that, you know, again, when it comes to learning, knowing who your audience is, is a key, key trait. And LinkedIn is just one of the tools we have available. Right. Well, this has been a great deal of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, for Lee Cantor, this is Stone Payton. We will be back from Boston, Massachusetts here in just a few. This has been a special Business Radio X production brought to you by Training Pros, your source for local learning and development experts. Learn more at training-pros.com.